So we want to talk about some stress reduction techniques. So there's many techniques, surely, that we can find. Maybe we can focus on our breath. Maybe we can uh, roll around a stress ball and squeeze it. Maybe we can hit, hit a punching bag. Uh, uh, maybe we can go on vacation or at least look forward to vacation. And the fact is that whatever works, works for us. Uh, uh, you know, it works and, and it's all good. But we can also try to offer some maybe some higher level stress reduction techniques. So first of all, what is stress? So we would say that uh, in order to have stress, stress is just a word, but to refer to what we might mean in connection with this word, to the actual experience, uh, uh, stress would have to come about when we have some kind of objective that is not being met. Because if every single objective that we hold on every single level is being met, what are we stressed about? By definition, I want something, I value something, I want to attain to something, and I fear that it won't happen or it's not happening already. For example, I want to pay off my bills, but I'm drowning in debt. Stress, I want to have a happy, healthy relationship, but I don't. Stress, I want my kids to do good in school, and they're not. Stress, I want to get promoted at work, but I'm not. Stress, I want to have more money, but I don't have it. Stress, I want to be as successful as the people around me, but I'm not. Stress, and so forth and so on. But if I didn't want it, if it wasn't an objective, then where would the stress be? Right now, we might argue that there is an ant crawling somewhere in the rainforest. Is that stress? Where? What about it? Right now, there's a cloud somewhere over the ocean at some point. Are we stressed about that matter? Unlikely. <laughs> We're not stressed because we don't have an objective uh, uh, there. We need an objective that, that we hold, that, that's a desire of ours, and then we need to feel that it is not being met, and that is when we have stress. So let's talk about some, some uh, uh, stress reduction techniques. Probably only going to mention uh, a, a few, but uh, if we can get them down pat, uh, they're, uh, they should work. So uh, probably we can start with... Um, the lowest level one, which is still very high level, it's, I mean, it's difficult, but not to say it's easy, but uh, nonetheless. So here we would say that uh, we need to remind ourselves that the only thing that counts is what I can do going forward. Why? Because that is, in fact, the only thing that counts by definition, axiomatically, or should we say as a matter of tautology. Whatever it is that I can do is what I can do, and uh, being that stress concerns uh, uh, my desires and my objectives, only what I can do uh, 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 really uh, should factor into my desires and objectives unless I have let my desires and objectives run wild and run free without any control. For example, I extend my desire to uh, how the, the financial markets are doing despite not being able to do anything therein, and now I get stressed. I extend my desire to my sports team, despite just being a fan, not at all being able to contribute to its success, now I have additional stress. I extend my desire to something that's going on somewhere, and now I have additional stress. So I have to gather in my desire and my objectives and realize that the only objectives and desires that, excuse me, it makes logical sense to hold are those in regard to which I can do something. Because again, if I can't do anything about it, what is the point of it being an objective of mine or desire? Then it's not an objective or desire. It's a fantasy or delusion, but it's certainly not an objective or desire. For example, I desire to, to be able to jump over a house. Uh, it's, my, it's an objective of mine in a real house, not a toy house. Why? why? Right? That's not, never going to happen. There's nothing I can do to make that happen. So what am I doing? It's a fantasy. It's not a desire. I desire the um, uh, kind of a, 
um, the, whatever the case may be. <laughs> What's a good example? I desire a, a mountain to be a, a real mountain. I desire Mount Everest to be smaller than uh, um, you know a, 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 an ant. Right? How is that a desire? How is that an objective? Now I'm stressed. Oh, you don't understand. I've been in therapy for 15 years because Mount Everest is not smaller than an ant. I'm so, so stressed. I'm so distressed. That's called craziness. It's not called a real desire or objective. Real desire and objective is something in regard to which I can do something. For example, I desire to lose weight. I have an objective to lose weight or to gain weight because I can do something in regard to that objective, presuming I can. If I can't, it's also fantasy. We should probably assume we can if at all possible. Right, I desire, I have an objective to get a different job, presumably because I can. If I can't, under no circumstances, for whatever reason, it's a fantasy. It's not a desire. It's not an objective. So if we stop running wild with our desires and objectives and gather them up and only focus on uh, 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 that in regard to which we can do something, that should go a long way towards our stress because, again, stress by definition has to necessitate our desires and objectives. The next uh, uh, technique that we can use here, uh, uh, that's a, a ratcheting, up, ratcheting it up, excuse me, the, the complexity a little bit, is recalling that um, absolutely everybody means good. Meaning we say that uh, a big cause of stress is the ways of others. I'm stressed because this person treated me like this. I'm stressed because he or she's doing better than me. I, in our mind, there's so many different people, so many different conflicts and memories and all of this. But here, we would have to try to remind ourselves that uh, everybody, by definition, means good. There's only one function of the will. I can want to do something because I think it's to my self-interest and truth, not only in words, and then I can try to do it, and that's it. There's no two ways about it. So consequently, no matter who somebody is, no matter what they do, a person does what he or she does and did what he or she did and will do what he or she will do only because there is the positive will for it because I want to do it, and I think it is the good thing to do in truth. It may turn out to be something very what's considered negative. It may turn out to be very destructive. But in the moment, I had to think it was good. So if I recall this, how can I possibly have any kind of qualms about anybody at all? Let people do whatever they do if I can't change it, right? What, what, like, uh, there's, there's nothing I can do. There's nothing I can do. Uh, however, my mommy, daddy, caretaker treated me is how he or she treated me. A person means good. Whatever my neighbors are doing, whatever my colleagues are doing, whatever other people in society are doing, whatever my enemies up, whatever politically or whatnot are doing, they're doing what they're doing because they think it's good. I do what I think is good. You do what you think is good. That's that. Now, obviously, that uh, there's a lot more sophistication there to add as it concerns uh, the, the context we function in and, and the, the reality and, and things like that of what we should aspire toward. But that we're talking specifically here as it concerns stress reduction, not anything necessarily much more than that. So for stress reduction, that would be a way to go, which is to remind herself that uh, the, the person I'm envious of is doing what he or she thinks is good. What, what am I envious of? How can I hate the person? The person that mistreated me thought that was the right thing to do. Viewed me perhaps as an object. Viewed me as in uh, contradiction to, to their own interests and, and did what they thought was good. How can I be stressed about it? And so forth and so on. Now, uh, the problem here is that I want to hold on to my beefs. I want to believe this person tried to hurt me. This person meant bad because it's part of my narrative. It's part of my story. Chances are. But if I do that, I'll have stress. What can I do? If I want to reduce my stress, not only with the stress ball 
and uh, hitting the punching bag, I would have to, uh, to, to resolve my complexes concerning other people by recalling that everybody means good. Lastly, the most complicated and sophisticated thing that we can mention, but that if we can really get done, can really help us reduce our stress, is to remember that, in fact, not only does everybody mean good, but there is only good. There's absolute good in relative bad. What does that mean? How can we make such a bold claim? So again, referring back to, to some of the initial points, uh, good and bad can only be in reference to our desires, to our objectives. If uh, we desire something in each and every possible way, in what way can it be bad? If it doesn't contradict any of our desires on any level, maybe those of somebody else, but let's say of that other person too, what, what can be quote-unquote bad about it? On the other hand, if something meets Every, uh, or, or contradicts uh, uh, every single desire of ours, how can it still be good? And we're talking about every desire, whether we know about it or not, because somebody could say, okay, but I, you think it's bad, but on a different level, we're saying all the way through. So consequently, something that would be absolute good it would be the absolute satisfaction of an absolute desire, meaning something that I must want. I don't have to want this cell phone over that one because I might change my mind. I don't have to. Uh, want this job over that one because I might change my mind. I don't have to want to win the lottery because I might see uh, what happens to lottery winners and change my mind. But what I do have to want is what I do have to want, which is my innermost desire, the inner, the deepest satisfaction of my nature, the deepest advancement uh, of my, uh, of my uh, uh, again, my innermost tendency and, and nature. These are just words, but they have to refer to real experiences, the, the real things uh, the, for, the, for it to make sense. But we would ask ourselves, is it possible that in the context of truth and reality, a real, true, genuine, real, existent, necessary desire uh, can necessarily be uh, uh, nullified and not met? And if the answer is no, which it has to be no, because everything uh, real has to refer to a real object and a necessary desire has to refer to a real object. So it has to be, consequently, that uh, it can be met. If the answer is no, then it must be that, the, uh, that there's absolute good, meaning an absolute desire can be met can be satisfied in principle, and only relative desires can be not met. It can be negated. For example, I want to, again, I want to merge uh, here into traffic, but I don't. That can be negated. I want the raise, but I don't get it. That can be negated. But my innermost desire cannot, in its finality, ultimately be negated. So consequently, there's absolute good and relative bad. And with that said, in order for me to experience absolute good, or even just a, a little bit of it, uh, I need to get myself on the right side of truth. Meaning, if I want reality to be different than it is, then I cannot experience absolute good. Right? I want to live forever. Unfortunately, I know I have to die. I want to stay young forever. Unfortunately, the clock rolls on. I want the, uh, more so <laughs> to get what I want whenever I want. I want other people to serve me without doing anything for them. I want to be able to take anybody's property without giving it back. I want uh, all my dreams and, and happiness and, and joy and meaning, whatever the case may be, whatever I'm thinking in my fantasies. I want it. It's not happening. Uh, then I cannot experience absolute good. So I have to get myself on the side of truth, on the side of reality, within which me being a part of reality, within which I, should we say, can satisfy my necessary desire, which is also a part of reality. I can be what I can be in reality, not in fantasy. I want to be, uh, uh, you know, a knight in shining armor, a princess with lowering her hair down in the clouds, living forever, always young, whatever the case may be, that's not going to happen. So consequently, I'll experience things as bad. If I want to live in reality and, and align myself with truth more and more, I'll experience more and more good. And consequently, that will also be a stress reduction technique. So anyhow, we reviewed some stress reduction techniques. We said that there are 
kind of uh, it may be some simpler things to do, like rolling a stress ball, hitting a punching bag, going on vacation, all that stuff. But also we can turn on the lights a little bit, think a little bit. We can uh, stop extending our desires to anything and everything. We can only extend them to that in regard to which we, we have control over, such as our choices and, and what our choices lead into, but namely our choices. We can also remember that everybody means good and resolve our conflicts concerning other people. And we can also ultimately, which is probably the most complicated thing, try to figure out that, that there is in fact only good and consequently uh, more and more so experience that as we align ourselves with truth, with reality more and more. Let's think about it and reduce that stress. Thank you for listening.